This program has been made by the friends and partners of Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's teaching. you're going through but here's what I do know you have the peace of God on the inside of you and some people will say no I don't I'm saying yes you do some people say no I don't feel the peace but Jesus gave you his very own peace not as the world gives it but supernatural peace that passes all understanding my Bible says that the kingdom of God lives within you yes or no the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. And the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So you have all the peace you will ever need right here. There was this guy named Nicholas Ridley. And he was martyred in 1555. He was actually burned on a stake because of his witness for Jesus. And the night before he was burned, can you imagine? The night before he was burned at the stake, his brother said, you know, let me stay with you tonight to comfort you. Let me sit up with you. And Nicholas Ridley said, that's not necessary. He said, I will, if God allows, he said, I will, if God allows, sleep tonight, the sweetest sleep I've ever slept, knowing that the peace of God is in me. Amen. Now, many of us will never be burned. At, thank you, Jesus. Never be burned at the stake. But we go through trials. And we go through tribulations. Sometimes we're not burned at a stake, but we deal with worry. We deal with grief. You know, we deal with tormenting dreams. Sometimes we deal with anxiety. We deal with depression. We deal with money problems. Come on. We deal with health problems. Come on. There's all kinds of things in this life that the enemy uses to steal our peace. But my Jesus said this, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Amen. I don't know what you're going through, but here's what I do know. You have the peace of God on the inside of you. And some people will say, no, I don't. I'm saying, yes, you do. Some people say, no, I don't feel the peace, but Jesus gave you his very own peace. Not as the world gives it, but supernatural peace that passes all understanding. My Bible says that the kingdom of God lives within you. Yes or no? The kingdom of God is within you. Amen. And the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So you have all the peace you will ever need right here. We just have to learn how to access it. Amen. You'll never have any more peace than what you already have because the Prince of Peace, who is the Holy Spirit, came to live on the inside of you. You are a temple of peace. Come on, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and he is the spirit of peace. Therefore, you are a temple of peace. And the enemy likes to come in like a flood with this, that, and the other thing. But we have to be a people who begin to put our foot down and say, no, devil, you're not going to steal my peace. I will not be disturbed by your maneuvers. I will not be taken aback by your machinations. I will not be ignorant of your devices. The prince of peace is who I bow to. I will not bow to fear. I will not bow to shame. I will not bow to insecurity. I will only bow to my Jesus. Come on. Jesus. Look at this. I want to talk to you about peace today. It's a fruit of the Spirit. 
but it's also a weapon of warfare. And I love it because God is so good that one thing that's a gift becomes a weapon. Come on. Peace. It's a gift, but it's a weapon. Amen. And when we begin to intentionally cultivate this supernatural peace, we'll drive the devil crazy. Amen. He'll be like, I, I launched my best shot and they won't move. I sent my grenades. I sent my principalities. I sent my powers. I sent my witchcraft and they cannot be moved off my peace. That is how I want to live. That's how I want to live. I need some peace. Amen. Jesus, not the way the world gets it. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Ephesians 2 verse 4. Father, would you give us ears to hear today what your spirit is saying to the church because we need a touch from you today, another touch from you today. Open our ears so we can get this down deep in our soul in Jesus name. Ephesians 2.14, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. I love that. Look at this, John. I love that. I'm going to add the Amplified. John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give you. Not some subpar, store-bought, hand-me-down, consignment shop peace. <laughs> Amen. Amen. His peace, his perfect peace, not as the world gives do I give you. Listen, do not let your heart be troubled. He, he's saying, I gave you my peace. Why you let the devil bother you? I've given you my peace. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be worried. Don't let your heart be afraid. Don't let, don't let, don't let, tell your neighbor, don't let it. Don't let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. That's a good word. So the world's peace hangs on our circumstances. The world's peace, it depends like happiness. Amen. God didn't say, I'm going to make you happy. He said, I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to make you joyful. The world's peace comes when all the bills are paid. The world's peace comes when there's no, you know, economic downturn. The world's peace comes when you go to the dentist and you ain't got no cavities. Amen. I just went to the doctor this past week up in Orlando. I go twice a year. And, and he said, he said, your blood work is better than 95% of the people that I see in this office. He said, you're healthy. You're going to live to be 125. I said, yes, Lord. Amen. Hey, I said, I don't, you know, 125. Maybe by then they'll have like all this life, you know, special like stuff that it can make you live forever. We're going to live forever with Jesus. Amen. God's peace abides in us. We just have to learn how to access it. Sometimes, you ever woken up, and sometimes I wake up, and I just feel like, I don't know if you ever had this feeling. It's, it's a very peculiar feeling, and I just feel like everything is right with the world. You ever felt that way? Like, it's just like, it doesn't matter what's going on. It's just like, everything is just tranquil and serene. That's the supernatural peace of God. You can have all hell breaking loose against you. But somehow, not here, but here, you have that peace. We're supposed to live in that state all the time. That's our portion. We're supposed to live that way. What if you could, listen, what if we could live that way all the time? It's possible. Tell your neighbor it's possible. 
That's why Jesus died to make it possible. Now we're all growing. We're all learning. We're all changing from glory to glory, but we have to intentionally cultivate peace. I want you to get hungry for peace. I want you to thirst after peace. I want you to go after peace. I want you to pursue it like it's a million dollars. Listen, if you had a million dollars, anybody have a million dollars? I could do it like an object lesson right now. If you had a million dollars in your pocket and I saw it kind of sticking out there and I said, look at that. It's a million dollars. And I came to try to snag that out of your, you would fight me. Somebody else, no, wouldn't I just give it to you? Lord, make them all millionaires. Make them all millionaires in Jesus' name. If the, if the enemy came in, a burglar, and he wanted to take your money, you know, you would not just, you'd call the police, you'd get your bazooka, you'd do something. Amen. Amen. Who's packing? Amen. you do something. You wouldn't just give it away. Your peace is worth more than a million dollars. Look at this. The peace that Jesus gives you, it's incredible. When you see the, the actual Bible definition of peace which, is, peace, which is different than the dictionary definition. Different. It's different. Not the same. Because the world has got into the dictionary. You know, they just added 500 words to the dictionary. And one of the words they added was pumpkin spice. As if we need a definition for that glorious invention. Are you living in the Spirit? Living in the Spirit is more than moving in signs, wonders, and miracles. Living in the Spirit is being empowered by the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is receiving guidance from the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is keeping in step with the Spirit, and so much more. So how do you live in the Spirit? In my new series, I'll teach you how to live a life that attracts the presence of God, positions you for promotion, brings breakthrough blessings, and so much more. Check out my new series, Living in the Spirit, at schoolofthespirit.tv. Watch online at schoolofthespirit.tv slash living. Hey guys, did you know I'm in South Florida at Awakening House of Prayer every Sunday, preaching, praying, prophesying, and casting out devils. Our heart is to equip you to live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. You'll discover that Christ is exalted and the Holy Spirit moves in every single service. Now you've got two different opportunities to encounter God and his word through prophetic worship and relevant messages every week. Give me a year of your life, apply the word that I teach and watch what God does. Two services, 10.47 a.m., that's a practical teaching with a prophetic edge. 1.30 p.m., that is School of the Spirit at Ahop, or going into the deep things of God. Most weeks, we've got a 4 p.m., straight up teaching, no worship on that 4 p.m. service, but we're going deep, equipping our community for works of service. Signs, wonders, miracles, prophesying, casting out devils. Listen, we're looking to raise up an army in our region. And if you're not in the region, jump on over to ahop.online. You'll find our morning service streaming over there. Become a web church member, go deeper, ahop.online slash web church. We'll see you there. Look at this. The peace that Jesus gives you comes from the Greek word irene, irene. And it means this, it means a state of tranquility. See, this is what the Buddhists offer, but Buddha can't give us this kind of peace. 
Amen. This is what the new agers offer. But the new age can't give us this kind of peace. It only comes from God. You can't get it any other way. It's impossible. This kind of peace, the irene, it means exemption from the rage and havoc of war. How about this? The war in your mind. The battle in your mind. What if you could live for a month without the battle in your mind? Come on. Can we be real today? The battle is in the mind. Even if you have a financial attack, the battle is still also in your mind. Because the devil wants to tell you, you're never going to get out of this mess. You're never going to get out of debt. You're never going to be able to pay your... No matter what kind of attack the enemy brings to your doorstep. If it's an attack on your marriage, it's still an attack on your mind that goes along with it. Because that is where the real battle is. He wants to get from your mind to your heart. So you will confess by negative faith, fearful words, what he wants to do in your life. What if we can live a month without the battle in our mind? It will be something, wouldn't it? We should aspire to that. Today is day one. We might have to start tomorrow because I think we probably already blew it today, many of us. It's not too late. It's never too late. It means peace between individuals, harmony, and concord. Peace between individuals. I mean, think about it. What would it be like to live with each other in peace? In heaven, we're not going to be jealous. In heaven, we're not going to be striving. In heaven, we're not going to be, you know, comparing ourselves with other people. We're going to live in peace. This peace that Jesus gives us is security, safety, prosperity, and felicity. And felicity means peace and harmony that makes and keeps things safe and prosperous. <laughs> this kind of peace is the Messiah's peace. This kind of peace is the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. So fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is. So who wants this peace? Good, most of you. All right. <laughs> So, 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 so we have to, then we have to search for peace. We have to search for it. We have to search for it. So you might say, well, if, if, if peace is in us, the Prince of Peace is in us and we're the temple of peace, why do we have to search for it? I'll tell you why, because there's a lot of other stuff in us. So we have to begin to separate from what's God and what's us, right? The godly thoughts, the divine thoughts from our thoughts. We have to begin to walk in supernatural peace by making a quality decision. Not a decision. A quality, somebody say a quality decision. Quality. A quality decision. We make decisions every day. Most of them are poor quality. The enemy moves us off our decision. Come on. Some people, I know I've seen it before. I've gone to dinner with people and, and, and the waitress comes and, say, and she's inspired by the devil and says, would you like some cheesecake? <laughs> a demonic invitation. And all day long, you've been telling your friends, I'm not going to eat cheesecake tonight. I'm, I'm going on a diet. It's my day one on my, I'm not going to do it. And this demonically inspired waitress comes, would you like some cheesecake? And before you know it, your flesh is speaking instead of your spirit. And your spirit is saying, no. And your voice says, yes. 
And then you know what you always say? Tomorrow I'll go on a diet. <laughs> what that means is, y'all know I'm talking the truth. If it's not cheesecake, it's something else. Pick your poison. And then you say, tomorrow I'm going to die. Guess what that means? That means you did not make a quality decision today. Because when you make a quality decision, you will not be moved by temptation. It will not happen. It won't happen. And I've been through ebbs and flows like that where I decide to do something. But I didn't decide, you know, from here. I decided from here. We have to decide from our heart, not just from our head. Amen? We have to, and then we have to ask God for some grace. Because that cheesecake demon's a biggie. So we have to press past the peace stealers. We have to press past the temptations. We have to press past a lot of things because what steals your peace? You have to know what steals your peace. If you know what steals your peace, then you can be on guard against it. If you know what still, so maybe you're insecure, maybe you don't like your nose or maybe you don't, whatever you're insecure about an area. And, and you know, the enemy will always use people. They don't even know what they're saying to point out your weakness. And they don't know what they're saying. They think they're doing you a favor. They think they're just helping you. And they're not helping you. ain't helping you. I bind you, devil. I mean, people just say the dumbest things. As you can see, I got in a major fight this week, yesterday. I got in a, a real big, a real big battle with a hairdresser. <laughs> and I lost. I said, I said, I said, don't cut, you cut my hair too short last time. Do not cut it that short again this time. I said it took me four months to grow it out last time. And this was messing with my piece. Because my hair, that's where the anointing is, just so you know. It's a Samson thing. I'm telling you. And this dude, he was full of demons. And you know what he said to me? I was telling Kavan and, and, and George, this is a bunny trail. Can we do a bunny trail? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about peace. I had to come to peace with it, but I was not at peace at first. I was mad. This homeboy says to me, he says, he says, you know, he says, sometimes I don't know what gets into me. And I'm like, what do you mean? He says, this church lady came in. Now, I wasn't wearing my AHOP shirt or nothing because, you know, I just was going to get my hair cut, minding my own business. He said, this really religious lady came in the other day, and something about her was irritating me. I said, was it? I said, diga me. Tell me about it. And he said, yeah, he said, and I don't know what happened, but he said, as I was pulling her hair back to cut it, I took a big wad of it and I yanked it as hard as I could. And I said, uh-huh. And what happened? And she said, well, she never came back. And I said, so this, so, so I'm thinking to myself, I began to pray on tongues on the inside, which does not work. You can't pray in tongues on the inside. You have to speak it out. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, my God, he, she was a Christian lady and his demons didn't like her Jesus. So he yanked her hair out of her head. So apparently his demons have discernment because, you know, I wouldn't even act in churchy. I wasn't speaking. I wasn't speaking Christianese. Praise the Lord. 
I was just minding my own. And homeboy cut, he cut off five inches. And, 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 and Prophet Nessa said, why did you let him do that? I said, because when I take off my glasses, I cannot see a thing. Blind as a bat. So here I am. And he didn't take but, a, but 10 minutes. I thought, how much damage did he possibly do? And I put my glasses on. And when I, you know, I, 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 I lost my peace. And I had to come to terms. There's many things that steal our peace. Amen. Amen. I thought about just shaving it all off and making a statement. Amen. It's peace. So what steals your peace? I don't like nobody messing with my hair. Don't like it. Don't like it. What don't you like? If you know what, what steals your peace... You can then guard yourself against putting yourself in those situations. For example, I will not go back to that hairdresser. He will not get, next time I'll be looking like Sandy over there. You have a nice haircut, sir, but wouldn't look good on me. Or Patrick, I mean, that, seriously. Amen. That would be his next step. So we have... So we have to search for peace. We've got to search for peace. We've got to begin to pursue it. We have to be a people that prioritize peace. You will get what you search after. You will get what you prioritize. You will get, listen, you can have anything God says you can have. There's a black dude right there in the white shirt. You've been here many times. Can you come up here, sir? I just can't get you off my mind. The Holy Spirit just keeps, every, every time I look back there, it's like you're glowing. Absolutely glowing. You're like illuminated in the Spirit. I have no idea what's going on with you, but we're about to find out. Jesus. What's your name? Sheldon. That's right. I remember that now. There's something peculiar about you. God says that we're a peculiar people. The world thinks we're strange. The world persecutes us for letting our light shine. But the Lord says you have a peculiar anointing. I don't know what you do or I don't know what you do for a living. I don't know if you're in ministry. I don't know what, Sheldon, what do you do? Yeah, you're in ministry. I could see it on you. I didn't know if the Lord was calling you into it or if you were already operating it. But you've got a peculiar anointing. And the Lord says, I am going to cause those who persecuted you in the last season to come to repentance. And the Lord says, some of them who did you dirty and did you wrong with the words of their mouth, the wagging tongues, the word curses. He said, some of them won't have the humility to come to you in person. But the Lord says, don't worry, I'm going to deal with their hearts. And I command every curse that's been spoken over your ministry and your business to be broken in the name of Jesus. And I say every spirit of jealousy, that's what it is. I see it. They're jealous of your peculiar anointing. And I say every spirit of jealousy that has come to hinder you, to curse you, we break those influences off your life in the name of Jesus. And the Lord says some 
who I'm bringing to repentance through my kindness and my love, some of them will come to you and say, I was wrong about you. And they will lend a hand to help you. And even before the end of the year, says the Lord, you're going to begin to see things move. You're going to begin to see things shake. And there's going to be some that leave your presence and some who enter your presence. I see three people who are around you who are really not for you. And I see others who are for you that haven't entered in yet because the Lord says, I will root out the wrong ones so that I can bring in the new ones. There's three around you. And they seem to support you, but they're really jealous in their heart. And the Lord said, don't be surprised when I move them out of the way. And the Lord says, don't grieve for them when I move them because I'm giving you the heads up now so that you will know it was me. Don't feel betrayed feel promoted because that's what's happening I am promoting you and that prophetic voice that you carry the Lord says I am going to amplify it in this next season there have been many who have been suppressing you in the spirit many demons who have been working to suppress your voice but the Lord says no one can suppress my voice so prophesy man of God prophesy to the dry bones prophesy back to the enemy prophesy 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 in the name of Jesus I just release that anointing over you the anointing of the breaker the anointing of the breaker in Jesus name in Jesus name amen Jesus. Yes. I got to tell you that you spoke right. There was three people on my job that was exposed to me that they were trying to pull me down and the Lord revealed it to me and they got dismantled. So that was confirmation for you. It happened two weeks ago, and you spoke it exactly as it is. You're truly a powerful woman of God. <laughs> Thank you. Praise God. Well, now you know what comes next. It's promotion time. Jesus. At Jennifer LeClaire Ministries, our heart is to sow into the lives of people who may never otherwise hear the gospel of Christ or break out of bondage. Although we've traveled to dozens of nations in strategic missions to evangelize and equip believers, there's more work to do than we can possibly get done by ourselves. That's why JLM is partnering with ministries around the world to help them do what they do best. We're partnering with ministries in India that are transforming the lives of people with leprosy. Ministries in Africa that are bringing clean water to the masses. Global ministries taking the hope of the gospel to the ends of the earth. Messiah-centered ministries in Israel that are doing the work of Christ in the Middle East ministries that provide a hand of hope to hurting people in America's inner cities and the nations. When you sow into JLM, you are sowing into the work of God in the nations. Together, we're better. Will you partner with us to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, to feed hungry people, to bring hope to the addicted, and more? 
You can sow a seed today at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. Thank you for your partnership. In 2007, the Holy Spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and told me he would bring a third great awakening to the nation. I believe we're going to see the greatest great awakening in the history of the world and it will spill over into the nations of the earth for the glory of God. I believe we'll see a movement greater than all previous moves of God put together. And I know it's predicated on prayer. The Awakening Prayer Hub's mission in any city is to draw a diverse group of intercessors who have one thing in common, to contend for the Lord's will in its city, state, and nation. Bishop Bill Hammond, Lou Engel, Cindy Jacobs, Mike Bickle, James Gall, Alveda King, and many others are standing with us. Will you start a hub or find a hub in your city at awakeningprayerhubs.com?